Welcome to Beauty and the Ghee, the podcast about jujitsu and so much more. I'm Jen Eads, a three-stripe blue belt full of curiosity and lots of things. <laughs> I'm full of a lot of things. <laughs> I'm AJ Klingerman, a Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt obsessed with jiu-jitsu. What are we talking about? We're talking about the rise of women's jiu-jitsu. Oh! I like it when we make our own sound effects yes. and I don't feel like I've got to find something to put in there later. Yeah, I think that's great. Yeah, it's all about the listener experience. <laughs> Listen to it in surround sound, <laughs> in your car, in your headphones. We're getting a little crazy up we are. here. We may be slap happy at this point. Because so. <laughs> that's what happens when you start training at 6 a.m. Yes. Yeah, but I feel good. I do too. It's wild. I know we're we're on a roll today. We are creating content, getting rounds, yeah. learning stuff. What a good day! It really is. I can take this goodness out into the world with me. And if you want to hear about how jujitsu can affect life on the mat or off the mat, yeah, I totally got that. But how sometimes you can take the goodness of jujitsu out into the world with you? Then listen to our last episode. Yeah, and then share it with a friend. Excellent. So I also want to talk about the American Jujitera documentary. It was so good. It was so good. I feel, I will admit, I feel behind the times in this because I just recently watched it and it's been out for a little while, like 84,000 other people have already watched it. Right. I did <laughs> notice they had some good numbers on mm -hmm. YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was also late to that party. Yes. Yeah. But better late than ever. Right. I mean, here we are talking about it now. Right. I thought it was really cool. So Andrea Hickson, came basically she started i think it started with her at sunny's gym in bradenton florida and um she wanted to do this like experiment of her training jujitsu and um she did come and train at our gym for a month mm -hmm. so that was cool and it was also cool like to watch the documentary and yeah. see a bunch of our people in it yeah i was like oh, my friends are famous right the camera loved Jordan. They, totally. I was like, yeah. I was texting Jordan. I was like, I haven't even been watching for eight minutes and there's already been three clips of you. <laughs> <laughs> there are also tons of clips from Role Model Camp. Yeah. So like if you're watching it, everything that's like a bunch of women on blue and yellow mats, mm -hmm. that's our camp. Yeah. So I thought that was super cool. Beth even saw me in one. Yeah. She's like, there you are. Was that fun? Or was it weird? It was awesome. Yeah. I felt famous. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> Look at me. <laughs> Tell me what you liked about the documentary. I was like, oh, I feel seen. There were so many things mm -hmm. that Andrea would say, and Beth would be like, oh my God, that sounds just like you. <laughs> <laughs> like you know, things like, why am I crying on the mat? Or just anything that has ever come out of my mouth, especially regarding frustration. Yeah. It was like, oh, yeah. And it's it's really nice. It's like when you hear a song and you're like, oh, this person gets my soul. It's like they live in my head. That's to watch cool. that, it was like, oh, it's so relatable because I have had those same conversations numerous times. Even the good stuff, too. Yeah. Like It wasn't all just the, you know, I'm going to beat myself up and replay this round in my head a million times like it was the really good things and you know the community and there were so many things that were just so relatable and I got to see my friends yeah it was, was really cool it was cool you know 
one thing that's really important to me is to spread the love of jujitsu. Yeah. Um, when we very first started this podcast, I was like, I want to make sure that people listen to our podcast and want to do jujitsu. Exactly. Because there were some other podcasts that just felt so negative about it. And it's like, mm -hmm. why would you listen to that and think, yeah, I should do that. Yeah. Um, and I never wanted it to be like that. I wanted it to be like my best friend would listen and she'd be like, okay, I'll do it. You know? Yeah. And so there's a point in the documentary where she starts talking about how she dreads going to class Yeah, and doesn't want to go. And when I was watching that, I was like, dang it. Like this isn't, this isn't what I want to portray. Mm -hmm. And then she was talking about, she had to remember the reasons she wanted to go in the first place mm -hmm. and talking about, you know, how good it is for you and how empowering and just all these things. And it was like, yeah, it's okay for us to have days where we're like, I don't want to go, mm -hmm. but then to remember the reasons that we do. Yeah. So I really appreciated that because I do have a, a strong pushback, you yeah. know, like a, an aversion of people like talking like super negatively. So it was good to, that it wasn't just that it wasn't just like dogging jujitsu or anything. It was, yeah, I'm struggling to go, but I remember why, why I'm doing this. I think that's so relatable too. And what I hope is that somebody that's like, maybe they've trained and then they, you know, for whatever reason, life, they stopped. But if they see that, or maybe they're just like, I don't feel like going. And then they just never went back. Yeah. But to see that and be like, oh, yeah, yeah. I do kind of miss those other things about it. Oh, yeah. I did feel really good in my body, even though I was frustrated with myself. Yeah. Or I got to go see my friends. Yeah. And it was great. On a regular basis, people will message me feeling down about not getting promoted or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I have the same conversation with a lot of them. That's like, do you do jujitsu for those two inches around your waist? <laughs> like, <laughs> is are you doing jujitsu specifically because you want your blue belt or your purple belt or your black belt? You know? Yeah. Because if not, think of the reasons you do mm -hmm. do jujitsu. I said, do do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but think of the reasons that you do it. And Go do it for those. Like, yeah. don't worry about the promotions. But the same is kind of true. Like, she was feeling like she didn't want to go. But, like, remember why you do it. And the fact that she could walk into all these different schools, I was like, oh, the introvert in me was like, oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that can be hard. But how cool then to have traveled around and made all those friends. Yes. I like to do it more efficiently and just have just go to role model camp yep. and then have everyone come here. <laughs> yeah. Like that's more come, come meet us, <laughs> come meet us, you know, where we'll be in July, which, you know, like that was also really cool. So they did do a section of the documentary at camp. So yeah. you kind of get an idea of like what it looks like and all of that. Um, but also a lot of the places they traveled are people that are at camp. So, yeah. you know, we see them at, or we see Andrea at Rachel's Academy. Yeah. So there's tons of clips of mm -hmm. Rachel talking, which, you know, we're obsessed with Rachel. So Right. We mm -hmm. do love her. We do. And they go down uh, to Third Coast 
Mm-hmm. And so we see Sarah Chamberlain. I did. I was like, that looks like Sarah. Yeah. And Danielle. So it was great to like see them and be like, yeah, that's so it, it was really fun. And for me, I've trained at Sunny's a lot mm-hmm. because my grandparents live in Bradenton. Oh, yeah. So even just like, you know, seeing Kate on there and I was like, oh, my gosh, that's <laughs> that's so much fun, you know, so watching and seeing all my friends from various places was really cool. I think it was fun for Beth, too. So normally, because I, I was like, honey, can we watch this jujitsu thing? <laughs> like, it'll be fine. The last jujitsu movie I got her to watch was the Sean Patrick Flannery uh-huh, one. Yeah. But I was like, Dennis Quaid's in it. It's going to be awesome. It's going to, yeah. <laughs> and she liked it. She did. Yeah. She did. But, you know, sometimes I have to kind of sell yes. the jujitsu movies yes. a little bit. But she enjoyed it a lot more than she thought she would. And I think has a better understanding of why I go. Yeah. And then also she got to actually see then people that I've talked about, like, oh my gosh, there's Rachel. Yeah. She knew who Rachel was, of yeah. course. And then I was like, oh, that's Emily Kwok. She taught at camp and she was amazing. Yeah. And then I drove her to the airport. <laughs> and you know, just all of, like people, it was really cool. And then she recognized people from the gym. And so I think that having some of those connections made it fun. And it was really fun for me to watch it with her. Mm-hmm. But to see her kind of get, I think, a better understanding. And then some of the stats. Oh, yeah. I thought that was so cool how they kind of weaved in the stats from the survey and like just the whole narrative of it. Like it was really well done. The editing nerd in me was like, oh, my God, how long did it take them to edit this? Oh, my gosh. I can't imagine. That is so much footage. Mm-hmm. But it was so it just really well done. Yeah. So, yeah. So shout out for the editing. <laughs> nice job. I don't know if her husband Tyler did the editing or what, but excellent job <laughs> to both of the Wild Hicksons. <laughs> yeah. But it was so cool just to have that thing to show somebody. And then I sent the trailer to my friends. Because people are like, why do you, they don't always get it. Like I've got some that do. Yeah. And, but Beth's still like, because when she saw some of the flow grappling footage Mm -hmm. and like, they are going at it. Yeah. And Beth's like, I can't believe you do this. I'm like, well, I don't do it like that. Like, I I wish that's what I wish I I moved like that. I think there's some footage of like Rachel competing and, you know, like, so I think all of the competition footage was black belts competing, at least that I can recall. Yeah. But yeah, it was, it's very cool to see just people training and then people competing in the camp and all of that. So did you have a favorite part? Well, of course, just the part with role model camp is my favorite. I'm shocked. (laughs) (laughs) I just love it. I just think it's so cool. You know, like I just posted a video a couple of weeks back about where we came from and where we are now. Mm -hmm. We started Role Model Camp with less than 50 people inside of our gym. That's how it was for like the first four years. And then it's been blowing up, right? Like we have 250 women now coming to camp. We do still have some spots available. So if you're hearing this and you haven't registered yet, we don't have 250 yet, but we have the past couple of years. Yeah. And it's just really cool to see women's jujitsu grow like that. And so being able to like, watch the documentary and be like, that's our camp. Yeah. We did that. That's, that's freaking awesome. One of the things that really jumped out at me and I was like, oh, maybe this is why I like jujitsu so much is that she said something about jujitsu's the opportunity to be, to to use words. No. (laughs) Um, Tap. 
That's the only <laughs> word tap. I need in jujitsu. <laughs> I say it a lot. (laughs) She talked about the opportunity to be creative under pressure. And I was like, it's the creativity for me and seeing the things and putting the puzzle together. And I was like, oh, maybe that's because I I don't know why I love it. Other than like the things that we talk about all the time, like it's community, it's fun, it's exercise. I feel better. Yeah, exactly. But what is that? really that core thing because when i think about you know those days that you're like do i want to go back and for me it's been like oh i don't want to go but i'm not going to not go yeah because i feel like it's it's an opportunity for redemption every time you come (laughs) back after a bad day so so i'm in it for redemption and apparently creativity yeah it can be i love the creativity of it as a business coach, I always talk about marketing as my grown-up form of coloring. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but jujitsu is kind of the same, right? Yeah. Like just kind of figuring out very slight movements that can change everything is really cool. And that ability to deal with conflict. Mm-hmm. That's one of my favorite things because as an Enneagram 9 and a peacemaker, that is not one of my strong areas. Yeah. But now I'm like, Oh, we're going to talk about this. Yeah. Yeah. I can handle this. Yeah. Yep. And I noticed myself just much more willing to have those conversations and not be like, what if they get mad at me? So what if they get mad at me? Yeah. It's okay. They're allowed to have their feelings. Exactly. That's something that I'm really had to learn Mm -hmm. um, through a lot of therapy is that like, it's okay for people to have their feelings yeah, and that I don't have to make it better. (laughs) Oh yeah. Um, You know, trauma makes you like want to be like, what can I do? How can I fix it? You know, like just so aggressive about that. Um, But (laughs) it's like aggressive helping. Exactly. It's like, (laughs) let me fix it so that you're not sad or mad or, you know, like anything like that. But learning how to like, just let people have their feelings has been it's not easy, but it's yeah. okay. <laughs> it's funny how much jujitsu just helps you with, because I think you recognize those uh, those areas where maybe you struggle in life off the mat. Yeah. When you're face-to-face with them in jujitsu, like for me, conflict. Yeah. I guess I better fight. Yeah. I guess I better do something here. Something, I got to move. Yeah. Sometimes it's just get out of my own way. Get out of my own way. The Jenny story. <laughs> We literally put that on our newest t-shirts and sweatshirts. Get out of your own way. (laughs) I needed that reminder. I should just get it tattooed somewhere. We talked about that. We joked about it. (laughs) That's the the next one. The other saying that's on our t-shirts is let go of what doesn't serve you. That's a good one too. Sometimes you're holding on to grips and it's like, yeah, spider is such a great example (laughs) where you're like holding the leg and they've let go of your sleeve. And it's like, do you know that you're holding yourself in spider? (laughs) They don't actually still have it. (laughs) I feel like that's more work I need to do. (laughs) But just in general, you know, like I actually started jujitsu in 1999. Um, The late 1900s? The late 1900s. That was the first time I did jujitsu. I can think of one woman that I had met that did jujitsu for a very long time. I remember the first purple belts I ever met, which of course were men, but they were like gods. Like, you know, it was royalty that Mm -hmm. there were purple belts in Indiana. Are you kidding me? And now we have multiple purple belts in our gym, you know, like, and women running a gym. Also, I was thinking in, you know, talking about the rise of women's jujitsu. So 
in 2019, the first year that our camp blew up and Emily Kwok came out and we had 160 women at that camp. She was talking about how she no longer does women's only classes because for her, it was important to show that women can just be upfront. Yeah. Right. Be the leaders. And even only four and a half years ago, five years ago, whatever it would be, thinking about a woman being the one to teach all the co-ed classes didn't feel realistic to me. Mm -hmm. You know, like not that it was unrealistic, but it was just like that didn't seem like it would be something that was in my future. Yeah. You know, it's like I'll cover a class or whatever, but like to be the one that's just teaching all of the classes Mm -hmm. doesn't matter if it's men or women. It's really cool now to flash forward and look at there are nights where it's mostly men in our gym Mm -hmm. and I'm the one teaching and nobody bats an eye. Nobody's like, I wouldn't want to learn from a girl and if they were like that, they didn't stick around. So, yeah. but, you know, right. good riddance. But but I just love that, like, it's not what it once was mm-hmm. where women were looked down upon. I mean, I'm not saying it isn't that way in some places. Right. <laughs> but in general, like, women are really rising up and teaching co-ed seminars just as much as men are. And I don't know. It's just really, really cool to see how much women's jujitsu have has grown and the platform that they now have. I really liked seeing all the different women from just around the country. Mm-hmm. It was so cool that you could go to a gym and there's just, there's going to be women training. There's going to be women teaching. There's yeah. going to be women running the gym. It was really cool to see that because that does feel like it's come a long way. It has. And I know, like I said, there are still lots of places where that's not, the truth. Yeah. And, you know, like role model camp is a great example of a place to go if that's your story. Yeah. Right. Like we have so many women come where they're like, I'm the only woman at my gym, mm-hmm. or maybe it's me and one other who like never shows up or something like that. Yeah. Um, Nicole is a great example. Yeah. When Nicole yeah. first started coming to us, she was the only girl at her gym and only training with giant dudes. And, you know, but because she then found a community with us she was really able to spread the gospel of jujitsu. Yeah. And when women would come in and try it, she felt more comfortable welcoming them in and helping them improve and all that. And now she has women to train with. Yeah. You know, like somebody has to start the way. Somebody has to lead from the front. Mm-hmm. And because of communities like Role Model, I see that trickle effect. I mm-hmm. see, you know those waves in the pool or whatever. Yeah. I think with this movie too, having something like if I'm talking to somebody and they're like, what do you do exactly? Like why? Like they just don't get it. Yeah. Go watch this. Yeah. And then I feel like there will be women that see that. They're like, wait, this is even a thing that I can do. Because I think really, had I not met you, I Mm -hmm. number one, I'd be like, I don't even really know like what jujitsu is. And then if I did know what it was, I'd be like, there's no way in hell I'm going to do that. Like I, why would I do that? Yeah. Yeah. I remember um, I was in a speaker and author's mastermind and one of the women was like, I'm not like you. I couldn't do that. And so afterwards I posted a picture of, you know, there were probably 15 of us in class. um, And I was like, 
in this picture, there is a stay-at-home mom. There's a doctor. There's a lawyer. There's a scientist. There's, you know, like we are from ages 15 to 55, you know, like just going on and on about like how different we all are, how different all our backgrounds are. And we can all do jujitsu. Mm-hmm. It's very adaptive. You can or, figure out what's best for your body. Whatever. You can train with injuries or, you know, ailments or whatever. Mm-hmm. It just, it can be. Something else that jumped anyone. out at me was the stat was much higher than I thought it would be on how many women had competed. Yeah. I was like, oh. Yeah. Where are they? They're not <laughs> <are> they? Masters <laughs> 5. <laughs> That's a great question. I mean, we're all trying to get more women to compete. That's <laughs> oh, they're all young. <laughs> That's not true. They're just spread out. True. Right? So true. Right? Yeah. Because like, yeah, like, it is harder. As a woman as a woman in general, harder mm-hmm. to get matches. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Because we're all, we are a yeah. smaller group still. And then the higher you get in rank, mm-hmm. the smaller the pool is. Yeah. And the older you get, the smaller, smaller the, the pool, pool is. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> it's a very niche group that is in their fifties, blue belts doing jujitsu and competing. Yeah. And if you're a blue belt in your fifties and not competing, but you still want to get some rounds with, you know, like another grown up. Come to role model camp. That was seriously one of my favorite things about camp is that like I had I had kids my own age. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's also like I love doing small camps too. Like it's fun to um like our white belt camp. Our white mm-hmm. belt camp had maybe 25 people in it. So it was able to be more intimate, more mm-hmm. hands-on for me. Yeah. Um, but I love at role model camp when there's 250 women there, that there is absolutely someone your age, mm-hmm. someone your size, someone your rank. There's such a big variety of people. Mm-hmm. I just think that's really, really cool to, you You feel less alone in jujitsu. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. When you're in a room with that many women, this is the coolest thing ever. Yeah, it really is. So just watching that got me all excited for camp. Too. I know. I'm so excited for camp. Yeah, I'm going to not be sad that I'm not in Costa Rica, which is when I think this, I think this, this episode this, is airing. This episode will come out after I'm back from Costa Rica and you're in Disney. That's right. I'm going to go fly the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> <laughs> Making my wildest dreams come true. Yes. <laughs> Off the mat. Off the mat. <laughs> my wildest dream on the mat, beating up Brister. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think that'd be a dream for a lot of us. Right? <laughs> the force is not with me on that one. <laughs> Speaking of which, we are going to do an in-house tournament at our gym on May 4th. And we're going to call it Spar Wars. This just made my heart explode with joy. I'm really excited about it. Oh, my gosh. I've already been buying decorations. <laughs> I feel like I need a new rash guard. Ooh, that's fun. Maybe we should print one. I kind of feel like we should. Oh man, how do we print one that's not okay? I'm gonna think. About we're gonna it. we're mm-hmm. gonna figure that yeah. out. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It just cannot have Jar Jar Binks on it. No, 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 no. No Jar Jar. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> so let's wrap this episode up with one of the stats that really jumped out at me, and it was one of my favorite of the women surveyed. Ninety-seven percent of them said that jujitsu had changed their lives. 
Yeah, I'm feeling that one deep yeah. in my bones because it's so true. My life is so much better and it just feels like it's expanded because of doing jujitsu. Yeah. About a decade ago, there was a survey that went around to a bunch of black belts that was like, would you give up your black belt and everything that came with it? You know, like every friend you made, every memory you made through jujitsu for a million dollars for 5 million, for 10 million. And there wasn't a single black belt that was like, I would give up everything for this amount of money. Mm -hmm. Like jujitsu and the relationships and the, you know, memories and all of that are worth more than any price tag. Mm -hmm. And I think that stat really shows that too. Like 97% of women say that it has changed their lives. Yeah. We do a thing at Role Model Camp that I don't want to get into too much because being there really, it it you need to be a part of it to really get it. Mm-hmm. Um, but we talk about like jujitsu saving your life. Yeah. And lots of women say that jujitsu literally saved their life and not typically from the standpoint of having to defend themselves, mm-hmm. but from the standpoint of having to defend themselves against themselves, you know, like the, the mentality of it, like whether it's the friends that they make in the community that they make that like pulls them up out of the gutter or, you know, feeling like that they're not worthy or good enough and like coming to jujitsu and realizing how strong and capable they are. Mm -hmm. And it just is extremely powerful to see how much it can benefit someone's life. Yay. (laughs) Jujitsu. If you're not doing jujitsu, this is your call to action. It is. Find a gym. It's time to start. I mean, people start at camp. Absolutely. Every year someone starts at camp. At least one person, but usually a handful. Yeah. So if you're thinking about it, do it. Come hang out with us. Yeah. I can guarantee you, no matter if you're starting jujitsu at camp or you're a black belt, it's going to be one of your favorite weekends of the whole year. It is for me. Yeah, mine too. Yeah, absolutely. All right, friends. Thanks for tuning in. Share this episode with a friend that needs to hear it. Share the American Jujutera documentary with a friend that needs to see it. So maybe they can see themselves on the mat and connect with us on Instagram. That's where we're hanging out at Beauty and the Gee podcast. And I'm on there at Brassy Broad Jen. And I'm AJ Clearman everywhere you go except TikTok where I'm role underscore model. Follow me so I can do live videos. And if you haven't already, go check out our YouTube channel because we are now consistently posting videos every Saturday where you're going to see some cool new move. And what we did today is we're showing you what you might be missing in that cool move. And then you'll know it. (laughs) Done. (laughs) Done. Then you can use it on all your friends. Yes. (laughs) And maybe not beat yourself up for not getting the move. (laughs) Not that I've ever done that. So yeah, go to our YouTube channel, subscribe there, and we will see you on on the mat. mat. Beauty and the Gee is a production of the Brassy Broadcasting Company. And brought to you by Role Model Grappling.